good people. Back with another episode of Under the Influence. Under the Influence. I'm Big Cass. I'm that guy, PM. We back at you with episode, what's this, three? Episode three. Episode three, Big Trey. Yes, sir. Three weeks strong. Three weeks good. strong. Back like we never left. Uh-huh, and I'm recovering real well after this surgery on last Friday. Yeah, you sound good. It's the saga of the two. Saga of the two. <laughs> it's been an ongoing thing. Hey, they can take the ones in the back. As long as I got the ones in the front, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Outside of the two, how you doing, bro? Shit, I'm good, man. Recovering, like I said, been chilling, watching the news, watching everything go by. Ready to get out here and get free in the world. Hey, I can dig it. You know what I'm saying? Get out and about and make some things happen, huh? Hell yeah. Yeah, but shit, that's what's happening, bro, bro. I guess we'll go right on ahead and get into some of these topics and things going on in this crazy world. First of all, welcome home, Mac. Welcome home, Mac. Yeah, long time gone. Mac from uh, No Limit Records. When I originally put the notes down, like a couple of days ago, he had been, because uh, we talked about it on the previous pod, the uh, the clemency board mm-hmm. voted for immediate parole. For real? That was... That was back what? It was a couple months ago. Yeah. A month or so ago. That wasn't even along with the pardon shit. That, no, that, that was just nope. some other shit. Yep, on some uh, uh, clemency, some shit. He had been in there because he had like a 30-some-odd year since he'd been down 20. Right. And so they voted for media parole, and then uh, the governor or whatever, the mayor or whatever, had to approve it. And then so he approved it. Right. And then he actually went up in front of the parole board like yesterday or the day before okay. and they said yeah and well, then, so dope. today he posted a picture got Devin in his living room congratulations yeah so so welcome home Mac welcome home Mac now we can just get BG and C murder out man all my little favorite childhood rappers will be home because <laughs> <laughs> Mac was in my top three on No Limit man are uh, you? Yeah. Top well, with my he was in, he was high in my top five. Nah, he was high in my top five. Actually, who took number one was you would never believe it. Who? Mia X. Mia X is a monster. She's in my top five. She's my number one for she's, she's actually like the only female rapper I really like. Really? Yeah, I, don't I got do... a couple of them. You know, especially uh, when they was coming out on uh, No Limit. What? Yeah, you know what I mean? Because he fucked with a lot of female rappers, the most I've ever seen, anyway. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, she was my number one, man. Yeah, me and me, X a monster. Yeah, it's her, Fiend, and then Mac. My, yeah, my, my top five <laughs> in no particular order was me, X, Fiend, Mac, Mystical. Ah, yeah. I forgot C-Murder. all about Mystical. C-Murder was my nigga. C-Murder, yeah. And then Soldier Slim is in my there, Dog. but I don't necessarily count him because he only put out one album on The Limit. Yeah, but he was on a lot of compilations. He was, but then he was Magnolia's limit. But, but we, got, we can't ignore that he was locked up either. No, no, no. But you know, he just did He did a lot of shit with the Cutthroat Committee, and him and BG right. did a lot of shit together. Right. And BG is my guy. I love Soda Slim. BG, one of my favorite fucking rappers ever, man. Hell yeah. Listen, that nigga every motherfucking day. <laughs> Speaking of BG, he uh recently had wrote the judge letter on, like, some man, let me out, bro. Like, Okay. You know, I've, he, he's done a fair yeah. share amount of his time. Is he on murder too? No, no, no. He had uh, gun charges. That's okay. 
They gave him like 13 or 14 years because of gun charges and some shit. They really gave him like an extra long sentence because uh, of who he was. They kind of made an example of him. Man, he had been fucking up. Okay. He had like a gun charge in Detroit, another one down there. He had been fucking up. But he hit the motherfucking uh, the judge this letter not too long ago. And nigga, they just basically came out and said that the prosecutor asked the judge to keep the nigga in. Mm. Because the prosecutor was frustrated with him because he refused to tell on people. Oh, God damn. The man won't snitch. So, so, keep, him so keep him in there. Yeah. Well, shit, shout out to him yeah, for shout not out snitching. To yeah. You know what I mean? That's because <clears throat> BG been silent. Ain't nobody in the world ever said he wasn't, so. Right. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's so a damn job. If BG and Sam Ernest get like that, that's that. systematic. Bullshit. Depression. Hell yeah. Yeah, man. You know. But you know, it's the world we live in, man. See, while we on rappers, though, um, this one came in from the homie Johan James, man. It's, an, it's about NFTs. You okay. know what I'm saying? So, anybody out there that don't know specifically what NFTs are, because they're rather new. They've been around since, like, 2017. Yeah. And motherfuckers, they've been hiding it, that shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know motherfuckers have been on it that long. You know what I mean? I thought this was just some shit that just came out. Yeah, that should be floating around in the dark web and shit before it surfaced. Bitcoin been around for years before it... Yeah, exactly. I heard about it a long time ago, but nobody was fucking with it then. Now, it's funny that motherfuckers are. It was how how motherfuckers paid for shit on the dark web. On the dark web, exactly. Uh, So, NFTs are non-fungible tokens. So, what they are is they're a digital asset that represents real-world objects like art, music, in-game items... And videos. This is generally built using the same type of programming as cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Ethereum. The difference is, is that NFTs have their own digital signature that make it possible for them to be exchanged for equal <clears throat> to, to exchange for or equal to one another. Mm-hmm. So they're created and, or what their code word is minted from digital objects that represent both tangible and intangible items and it's like art GIFs or GIFs, I don't know, I go with GIFs when I say that word. I always do too. Uh, videos and uh, video sport highlights, collectibles, virtual avatars, and video game skins. That's retarded to me. But designer sneakers and music. But, Shit you know, like that. It could have, like, the, like that one boy could have used it. All the people could have used that shit when, um, What's that that game everybody played? On Fortnite. Play Fortnite. Yeah. Fortnite stole a lot of niggas' dance moves. The dance, yeah, exactly. The dance moves and the clothing patterns and shit that they put on there. Yeah. And you got to think, it takes time for them people to put all those algorithms and shit together. Even those renders. Yeah. For those skins and shit. And that's why they charge for them. Yeah, hell you yeah. never going to get me. I'm going to just play the game for free yeah. on what they call the vanilla. So, <laughs> me too. But I understand like super gamers that do yeah, shit. Yeah, I get it. But I'm not about to get all into it like that. I'm nah, too old for that know. shit. I like the playing games, you know what I mean? You're just going to be beating me every time. But we brought up <laughs> NFTs to talk about Damon's <laughs> NFT Dash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he's Damon, trying to sell Rock, like his part of Rockefeller, right? Yeah. Or Reasonable tried, Doubt? Well, he tried to auction off Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt album. And then he went in to say that uh, he was trying to do... His stake in the Rockefeller Company, mm-hmm. which is the one third or whatever, however much he's old or whatever, saying that Jay Z tried to dick him around. 
But they went to court and they ruled in favor of Rockefeller and saying that Dane was prohibited from selling the NFT of Jay-Z's album, Reasonable Doubt. He shouldn't be able to because <laughs> whether he was happy with it or not, they sold Rockefeller and Back, split the money up. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, so uh, you don't own one-thirds of some shit that was already sold. But they saying this is only temporary, though, for the halter. Oh, for because, real? Because uh, more filings are going to come from Dane on, on his side in the future. Huh. And uh, Rockefeller, they trying to sue Damon because he does. they saying he doesn't have the rights to sell the album because they own it all together. You know what I mean? And now, style. this is true because the only way that they should be able to sell it right. is if they all sat down and said, okay, let's sell it. That's true. Because he can't sell one third of it. No, he can't. How's he doing that? That's, what, but that, that's why he's trying to gain in on the NFT shit because it's a new. But you still can't sell my part of it, like. <laughs> but ain't that like uh, to me? Because when I think of the NFT shit, it sounds like grab and go. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if I'm, if I can get a hold of it first and I got some type of, you know what I mean? I got the money to make it into that. I don't know. Would, that's why he's still fighting it. And that's, you know, it's a new subject. I, I mean, I can dig it, but it seems wrong to me. It does seem wrong. It seems wrong to the motherfucker. And <laughs> I don't see him winning a legal battle with a billionaire. True that. I understand that. Like, even if he had a leg to stand on, man, you got millions, that man got billions. And in the court world, man, like, I've seen it on numerous occasions. Say you got a valid case against me, but I got more money than you. Yeah. Me and my lawyers just stretch this shit out yeah, so you can't afford to pay your lawyer no more. Exactly. And you represent yourself. And then... End up like Buddy did and found guilty. We, we go in there. <laughs> we go in there. <laughs> we'll say that for later. Hey, look. <laughs> I have my whole... <laughs> I'm glad you brought to you. I'm not even going to talk about it. We go in there, goddammit. Hey, right, so... <laughs> they, uh... <laughs> They did this to stop Damon Dash. They uh they tried to they tried to stop him from any potential sale and make him turn over all NFTs that he's already minted. Uh. Damon says that he won't stop and then clarified he wasn't trying to sell Jay-Z's album, but his entire stake in the Rockefeller. So because he claims that Jay-Z lowballed him with an offer to buy out his one third stake in the company. So now he's been shopping around with his one third, I guess. So however he's trying to do but that, even, I don't understand it. Like even he if he said. shops around his one third, whoever buys it now just becomes business partners with them niggas. You can't do anything like right. like like uh, I was listening to Juicy J and uh, okay and um, DJ Paul talk right uh, one time. Was Paul talking? But and you know they was asking because you know the niggas had problems. Yeah, beef. Yeah, all right, big beef. And he was he was saying they was like, uh, well, you know, is there any music coming this and the third? And he was like, man, I don't know about any of that. He said, you know, we we don't see eye to eye on certain things. Right. He said, but we're in constant communication. Mm -hmm. And dude was like, well, you know why? He said because we own hypnotized minds together. Mm -hmm. He yeah, said, I did so, not know that. I thought that was all DJ Paul. Mm -hmm. It's Juicy J and Paul. He said so every time. We got to sign off, clear a sample. We got to do that shit together. We're business partners. 
That's dope. He said, so even if we're not seeing eye to eye on this and the third, man, we we, we got to talk every together. day for... And he was like, you know, with that being said, man, eventually we'll get back to it. And you see, they did a reunion tour yeah. about a year ago, and yeah. and everybody got together. And they go, but, but this was like three, four years ago, I was watching this interview, and he was like, man, we're business partners. Mm-hmm. I can't clear anything without... Without his consent. But we got to be together. And vice versa. Right. I like how they made that. It, but that's what I'm saying. It's got to be something like that with Rockefeller. Like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But I mean, and if it wasn't, he wouldn't be having this problem. And he's just making an uproar. He's just making an uproar. Saying. Any publicity is good publicity. So we know Dame good for uproar. Hell yeah. You know I, mean? I don't agree with Dame on a lot of shit, but a lot of shit I do. But if he can capitalize on that NFT venture, well, no, I was gonna say, but a lot of shit I do. Like I don't agree with him on a, on a lot of shit, but I agree with him on. But I do agree with him a lot of, on a lot of shit. I got you. So I just got to pay attention closely to what that nigga's saying. You know how some people, you be a fan of the shit they be talking, you be like, man, I'm, I can almost guarantee if he said it, I fuck with it. True. I can't say that about Dame. I got to really pay attention to what that nigga's saying. Because <laughs> sometimes I be like, nigga, what? And then sometimes I be like, absolutely. He's <laughs> <laughs> yes, silly. Yeah, man. We still talking about, we still got a little rap going on, man. Uh, okay. And we was talking about No Limit, man. Uh, Master P trying to get a coaching position with the Pelicans. I can see that. Me too. Seeing that he, I don't know, I'm not going to say he bought his way into NBA. No. But that he played in the he NBA. He played in the NBA. He was a legit hooper. Yeah. For a short span of time, but he, he can say that he did it. And you know, before, like that's how he got to the NBA. He was a hooper mm-hmm. as a young man. Right. And then he did his thing then you know, he made it to the NBA practice uh, preseason games and shit. Yeah. I think he actually played with Charlotte. I think he Toronto. Toronto. No, no, no. No, Vancouver. He was a Grizzly. That's back when uh the uh, Grizzlies were still up in Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah. One of them, I know he I know he got his first shot with the Hornets. Okay. And then uh but he didn't make it past preseason. Oh and then it was Toronto or Vancouver, one of the Canadian expansion teams at the time. <laughs> you know, they was like ready for anything. Yeah, they actually let him play a little bit. But even with that being said, man, the Pelicans ain't doing too fucking great. And what they got on the Pelicans again? They uh, they got Buddy, the the big nigga. Uh, uh, the shoe blower. Uh, Zion. Zion. Yeah, they got Zion. They had AD. Turn the days that he went. To I remember Rangers. that trade. Yeah, that was a good trade. So yeah, but yeah, he uh, that's better for his career too. Yeah, absolutely. He went and got a championship. Yeah, yeah. First, first year, and he <laughs> tanked the next year. But that's the thing that ever stuck out. The reason why I remember that dude because you know I don't talk sports much. Unibrow, <laughs> motherfucking Unibrow. He's calling that nigga the Unibomber, the Unibomber. <laughs> ticky ticky boom. <laughs> and, and I go ahead and throw that in there too, since we talk about goddamn music. Big Daddy Kane mm-hmm. got a uh, documentary coming up on Netflix. Oh shit! Called, called Paragraphs I Manifest, and he just going. He's like, I guess he's documenting, interviewing spitters. Motherfuckers, they they kind of got an uproar and started getting talked about mm-hmm. recently because he put a picture up of him and Jay Z on his Instagram. Hmm. And my book is like, damn, what they doing? Is he about to do a feature or something? He's like, nah, I'm doing this, this, uh, this documentary, and it's supposed to feature Jay Z, uh, Eminem, Common, and many more like niggas that spit spit. Okay. Yeah, you know, 
lot of them niggas look up to Butch Kane, but Daddy Kane, Daddy Kane was a motherfucker. Yeah, so. I don't remember too much about the man and his music. Daddy Kane was a motherfucker. He was a spitting ass nigga, and he was like one of the first niggas to be fly, fly, and on some ladies' man shit, but still be spitting. He wasn't a gold rope starter, was he? No, I know he wore a bunch of them motherfuckers, but he, I think they go Slick Rick. Yeah, Slick Rick. That's it. Okay. Yeah. But now that Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane. Big Daddy Kane was always the dark skinned nigga flying them motherfuckers. You just dance and shit, but he still be spitting that shit. <laughs> so yeah, everybody, a lot of them niggas, Big Daddy Kane, and they, and they, and they top five, you feel me? A lot of them niggas, a lot of them niggas look up to him a lot, so he, he gone, he, he, I, yeah, he was one of the four probably. Yeah, yeah, that nigga was in him. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah now yeah. you chains in the, in, the, in the box. Yeah, chains in the box. My nigga be dancing and getting it on with the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, Big Daddy Kane was a motherfucker, man. He did some acting though, right? Yeah, absolutely. He did a bunch of acting. Towards later on in the shit. And he's still running around performing and now. So clearly he's doing moves with... Uh, you doing moves with, 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 with Netflix, which is a big deal, so. That's a real big deal. Everybody's fucking with Netflix. Every, Netflix is giving people that creative freedom. Man, yeah, they, they give the motherfuckers space to be themselves, not holding back. He got damn right. He was, he was in Posse, nigga. Remember Posse? Oh, shit. With Mario Ben Pete. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. Nigga was in Meteor Man. He's in Brown Sugar. He was in Meteor Man. Yeah. I gotta watch that again. I ain't seen Meteor Man in forever. I watched that shit about a month and a half ago for the fuck of it, nigga. Shit. I might go with James Earl Jones for Halloween with that bullshit ass wig on. That motherfucker took it off at the end and started crying. No! No! Hey, man. They was on that. They was on that shit, man. Oh, man. Since we talking about Netflix. Yeah. Have you, did you check out that Kevin Hart movie on there, Fatherhood? No. I seen it when I was looking for it. When I, when I tell you about that show earlier. Yeah. Oh, Mike. Uh, when I was looking for Black Summer, I seen it, and I was like, what the hell is this? Really good movie. It is? Really good movie. All right. Let me check it out. Hey, it's a really good movie. It fits in like with the shit we were talking about last episode, mm-hmm. with the, when you realized you became a father. and Yeah. And, bro, and, and that's, where the topic, that's where it's on. Man, right? it's on that wave. It's Shit, a really good movie, out. bro. I'm not checking it out. I won't want to like give none, give none of it away, man. It's a, it ain't even on no super funny shit. Like mm-hmm. it's not super dramatic either. Like he's not really? trying his hand at some theatrical shit, right? He's but giving he's, a straightforward movie. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really good fuck me up. Like I turned it on, think it was gonna be some goofy shit, and I was, I was just okay, Kevin. <laughs> good, good movie. Good movie. I thought it was going to be like on a some weird comedy type shit. Yeah. So I was just like, well, mm. I'll watch that later. Nah, check it out, bro. It's a good watch. All right. I'm I actually watched it, it twice. It's a good watch. <laughs> How long is it? Uh, you know, you average. About an hour and a half. Hour, hour and a half, hour 45. Yeah. Somewhere, in the, somewhere in, that, in that time frame. But it's really good, though. Shit, that's dope. Yeah, it's real good. It, it'll fuck you up. You turn up feeling like, oh, okay. See, a lot of people going towards Netflix. And that's where the money's at, too. Yeah, that's where the money's at. They seem to be given a lot of uh, creative freedom. Then I think they don't have the restrictions that, like, TV and shit has. Yeah. So, you know, motherfuckers cussing and this, that, and the third and being able to do and say certain shit because 
you don't have to worry about primetime audience and the sponsors yeah. and all this. I mean, you know what I'm saying? See, I'm mad because they took my show off of YouTube. Which one? Cobra Kai. Oh, oh. Yeah, they took that. Because that was a YouTube original. Was it? Yeah. Okay. The first, I'm going to say, yeah, the first two seasons and then the third season appeared on uh, on Netflix. You know, they uh they good for that, though. They'll pick up a, a show that got canceled and, and run a few more seasons of that bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, this one didn't get canceled. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was just a good-ass show. They would, you know, they paid, probably had paid a oh, they they pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know one of the shows that I liked a lot, it got canceled on regular TV. It was a show called Longmire. Longmire? Yeah. His man's good, man. It's awesome. That sounds weird. It's awesome. <laughs> Longmire? Like, like he's a sheriff, and that's his name, Sheriff hey, Longmire. There we go. That's what I was just thinking. It was about a sheriff. It's like a sheriff. But he, he, wherever they was at, I can't remember. It's been a while since I watched it. Wherever they was at, he was the sheriff of like this town that surrounded uh, Indian land, like preservation. Yeah. And you know, their rules are different on the preservation. Yeah, it's always all different. The, yeah, man, it's a really good show. But it was on regular TV for like three seasons. One of them channels, Sundance or some shit. And uh, they canceled it. And Netflix ended up picking it up for like two or three more seasons and finished it off. Finished it off. They did a real good job, too. It's like, it's yeah. So if you want to hop on Netflix and binge watch some shit, yeah. it's no more seasons coming out and they're and it's finished. It's not that because I hate when you binge watch some shit and that motherfucker just got canceled and there's nothing else. Oh, uh, you be like, nigga, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta have shows to finish them. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I never. Long Myers, it's good. That's the reason I never went back to watch the rest of Heroes because everybody said the end is stupid. So oh, I was like, man. well, I might as well not even get it hooked on it. Then I got all the way into like the fifth season or whatever. I tell you, I tell you what I went, not what I watched. What's that motherfucker? What was it, man? It's the worst ending I've ever seen in my entire days. Um, it was the shit with the people on the islands and on the island and the, sh- the plane and lost. There was a, that was a game or a movie? No, the movie, the show. It was a show. Lost, I believe it was. Okay. Well, when I say that motherfucker had probably the worst. I'm thinking about Survivor. You. Yeah. <laughs> that man, that shit. But it was on for like eight seasons or some shit like that. Six seasons. Six seasons. And it was so good. Yeah, it's got 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know why that you know why that fifteen percent is there? Why? One episode. What well, because of one episode, what do you mean? The last one. It didn't end? Bruh. It was the worst ending I've ever seen. <laughs> it was bruh, it's so bad. It's so bad, my nigga. Like, don't you ever waste your time. Well, I tell you what. Waste your time. Just don't watch the last episode. Mm-mm. I should have never did it. <laughs> I ain't going to get it. I should have never did that shit. See, just from you telling me that right there, I don't even want to take my time and commitment to it's it. It's a great show, though. That Prison Break was good. Like, there's a lot of ones you could watch. Prison Break got a good ending, though. Oh, yeah. You never watched Prison Break either? Is that the one that was on 59? I mean, I on think Fox. so, with Buddy. But his brother got locked up, and he uh, he went to the bank, popped off in the bank so he can get locked up with his brother. But he had spent he had spent years or however long studying the studying the, the the layout of the prison and getting the uh, the blueprint tattooed on his body. Yeah, yeah, I seen the first episode, yeah. and because I was working um, evenings, 
You can't I, catch, I, it I can't catch it anymore. And that's you put it. It's on Netflix too. And that, was before, that was before what TiVo and mm-hmm. Direct TV uh, record. Yeah, that's when you had to come home and watch the show. Yeah. That's what if you wanted to see some shit at 8 o'clock, you brought your ass on back to home. You set your VCR to record it, and that was so difficult. Oh, God. That was so <laughs> difficult. Sitting in a dumbass VCR. I forgot that shit, man. Yeah, that shit was stupid. That's in the long, long ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those days of old. Hey, this is off topic, man, but you uh, you had put me up on that motherfucking podcast, bro, and I've been watching that shit. That is some good shit. Who? More Than Culture with Ronnie. Um, oh, uh, Remo Reed. I mean, was it Remo? Whatever it is. Remo Rod. Remo Rod and uh, Ronnie Co. Was it? Um, what's that fat nigga name, man? Because that nigga's hilarious. That's the one nigga. He's N-W-T. A nigga with titties. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga's hilarious. But I watched, man, I watched, man, half my motherfucking day watching that shit today. <laughs> I watched the one with the, with the one niggas we was talking about last week. Oh, last the Keeping Nessus niggas. Yeah, yeah uh, Kev on stage. Kev on stage, Tony the Baker, and Terry. <laughs> <laughs> then I watched the one with um Teddy Ray. Okay. I watched yeah, that Yeah, Teddy Ray, they was in there getting lit. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy Ray's cool, man. He's real down to earth. Teddy Ray's Teddy hilarious. Ray, man. Yeah. And they got a couple more lined up that I'm going to watch. I got a lot. They got yeah. a lot. You know what I mean? I just, like I said, I, I fucked with them every now and then when they got somebody on there I want to see. Yeah. Like when they had Teddy Ray on there, I fucked with them. Like you said, other the people that you follow when you see them on another platform, you want to go and check them brothers out too. But you ain't got time for everybody. It's like every now and again. Nah, so. yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's what made me laugh about it, though. <coughs> Pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. That's what made me laugh about it, man, because you know these phones be listening, right? Mm-hmm. These phones be listening to whatever we're talking about. After that night, after we recorded the last pod, and you told me about that podcast. Yeah. It just popped up in my YouTube algorithms. Wow. I said, Wow. <laughs> Say well, thanks you too, motherfucker. You, you, you snitch, I, you, you, you peeping Tom. I'm going to well, find me some lottery numbers. So yeah, do that. Yeah, use your powers for good instead of evil. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got some shit from the other side of the world, man. What you got going on? Money grows on trees. Where Specifically is this in India. I said you got some plane tickets. Man, I wish. I can go dig out my passport, nigga, because if that's the case, we on the way. But these these motherfuckers got helped out in the most major way, dog. So their names are Ronnie and Sankal. Okay. All right. Pirahar. That's their last name. You know, they're a, a peasant couple that uh, accidentally planted some of the most expensive mangoes in the world. Oh, shit. These are the... Miyazaki mango trees and the cost per kilo is about a little over 3600 And they just ended up with some seeds and planted the motherfuckers? Well, this is what happened. So, four years ago, they went looking for trees to plant on their the property. property, right? Okay. So, uh, they went on a train and they were approached by an old man holding saplings. You know what I'm saying? He walked up to him and said, I need y'all to buy these, and when you grow them, treat them like babies. You know okay. what I mean? So, they walk off, go back home, plant the seeds or whatever. They didn't even know what they were going to produce. They just knew that they were mango. 
sapling. Yeah. Corn. But it turned out to be them expensive them expensive mangoes because four years later uh, this happened to them last year in 2020. The trees produced the mangoes and it gained popularity like real real quick. And uh, from that, from last year to now, they have uh, three security guards. Yeah, I'm guarding them in my life. Eleven watchdogs and surveillance cameras to protect their uh, 150 trees. 150 trees. 150 trees. Oh, they balling. Yeah, their life has been dramatically changed. But right now, only uh, only four of them produce fruit so far. You know, because what they were doing is taking some and planting new trees with the with the with the offspring. Yeah, with the offspring of them. Yeah, making little clone trees. Yeah, so they have problems with motherfuckers trying to come in there and try to trees and all types of shit. Yeah, they said that these are second in the these mangoes are second in the world to most valuable fruit. Jesus. Because when they uh, when they harvest, they, they have like fifteen percent more sugar volume than any other fruit, so it makes them like super sweet. Which you know people love. Which people love, and then like I said, they're scarce. You know what I mean? Niggas that. But for somebody to pop up on you and be like, hit you with a motherfucking gold mine, you didn't even know. You didn't even know what it was. You just he trusted what he said. Hey, old head knew though. He just woke up and decided to go bless some folks. Exactly. Cause he probably got some. Yeah, oh, yeah. See, let me go out here and make somebody's life a little better. Hell yeah. Seen what they was doing and said, fuck it. Hey, that's good shit, though. That's real good shit. That's solid shit. Good job, old man. And keep protecting those trees. Uh, <laughs> little poor ass. <laughs> poor ass couple that ain't poor no more. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas is balling. Hell <laughs> yeah, yeah. Niggas is balling on candy. I tell you. I got one real off subject since we talking about peasant people. Okay. And I don't know if this dude is peasant, man. I, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube. There's a dude that me and my cousin talk about. We call him the digging man. Okay. This motherfucker goes out and digs like swimming pools. The nigga that been making whole apartment complexes out of mud and shit. Yeah. In the dirt. Hey, man. And covering that shit up and... <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, the digging man. That's what we call him, man. Man, that nigga make holes, like you said, in-ground pools. That nigga start to make a whole hole in the ground. Hell yeah. Turn into... And, like, and, and he don't have no, like, no rulers, no squares. Nah, no, he just be out there tapping shit and cutting shit bare and packing hands, shit. Yeah, bare hands and shit. My thing is, with his ability to make all that shit, I know he ain't no motherfucking poor-ass peasant nigga. Nah, he ain't. Somebody didn't hire that nigga to pay to make some, but the fact that he can make that shit... Yeah. Cause he nigga, he it been taking like mud and been making ovens and turning the shit into stone and yeah, yeah. Cause I saw the one where he did the pool and he did the the pool that looked like it don't end. He did one of those uh, uh, forever the, the infinity, infinity pool. Shit, I ain't seen that one, but the one I seen, he built the pit, built the stairs, and then hand brought the water in. I was yeah. like, oh nigga, I'm, yeah. Talk about staying fit. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Like you can make millions doing that shit up here. I know his YouTube channel slaps. He got it a phone. Does. He got a phone. He got to. He got a phone. You know it by itself because that motherfucker don't move. No, no. That bitch on tripod. He be out there getting it on, man. He be out there getting it on. But I had to bring him up because I was thinking when that peasant couple, I was like, I think about that dude. Cause I'm like, shit, I, I wish I could find him because I'll take some underground shit in a minute. 
Yeah, it ain't that far underground, so I got to worry about if it collapses, I can't get out. <laughs> <laughs> got to worry about my safety. This shit looks structurally sound. Oh man, <laughs> to go from far left to far right, yes sir. That was just some nifty shit you were just talking about. This nigga talented and all that good shit. I'm going all the way over to a motherfucker that needs to go. The fuck, it's so bad. At the end of this, I put girl, fuck you. Oh wow. What happened? Oh, I, I see it. Go the ahead. Gorilla Glue Girl. Yeah, I saw that. Jessica Brown <laughs> has came out with her own line of hair care products. How? Girl, fuck you. I'm not, not taking, buying that I'm shit. I'm not buying that shit. It probably got little drips of Gorilla Glue in it. <laughs> I'm not buying nothing from you, Goofy. Was it tested on animals first? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It needed to be. It probably wouldn't even test it on her. That goofy ass bro. That nigga, man. You just, huh. That nigga said it looked like a record that had melted on her head. On her head. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> oh, my God. But I saw that is, shit. Is she for real, though? Like, yeah, man. I read the little article. I did said, you give man. the name of it? So we nah, can... man, because I'm not promoting that shit. I don't even want to promote it. I just want to warn people. Yeah, girl, fuck I, I, you. That's not an excellence in my book. Yeah, you fuck fucked you. up, and then you got some um, viral money for you. Fucking, you had people feeling bad for you. People feeling bad for your stupid ass. I could see if she was like a little twelve, 14 a teenager, girl, a preteen. Girl. Yeah, just doing some good. You know how to do hair. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, I wonder if this. She might have stumbled onto something. You know what I mean? But no. This ain't that, and this, that ain't what it was. It's a whole fucking adult. Yeah, long story short, girl, fuck you. Ain't nobody buying no fucking <laughs> hair products from your goofy ass. <laughs> Silly ass. Silly rabbit. <laughs> Gorilla glue is for you. Gorilla glue is not goofy ass girl. Buy that shit. But, uh, <laughs> Man, you see that boy Nick Cannon been going crazy, man. He Oh no movie, ain't he? Nah, man, this nigga. Oh, some other shit. He my type of guy, man. You know the type of how many kids I got. Right. This nigga Nick Cannon is on his seventh child. Mm. Fourth this year. Hold up. How I many he got with Mariah? Two. He got the twins of Mariah. Damn, so he didn't have And it was his first two kids. Right. So he didn't have four more. He didn't have five since their split. Four of them motherfuckers was this year, nigga. God damn. That's some incredible numbers, boy. Hey, when you got it, you got it. I, I ain't gonna hate on it. It took a while enough for that boy for a second. That nigga said, I ain't got nothing else to do but fuck. <laughs> that, nigga, that nigga went on some fucking. Yeah. He went on a fucking rampage. He went on the ramp. I think he did a comedy special, too, didn't he? That was before. Oh, that was before? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was during the time. Yeah, that was before. But he's, he got wild out back now. Yeah, I know he got wild out back. I don't think I've seen any of the new season. I, I don't even know if it's out yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know he got it back, but I don't know if it's out yet. So. Cause I can't, you know, I can't tell. Because I watched some of the old episodes yeah, well, long, I don't long ago. Yeah, I don't know if they knew mm -hmm. what was going on. I don't know who half the people are on there anymore. You know, that's where... Uh, my guy, they probably be pretty hard to get them back on there. Our Carlos Miller and uh, Chico Bean. Sure, yeah. yeah. That's how they even really I think DC is still on there. He he wasn't. Oh, okay. You remember um 
they tried to give they tried to to, to give him the show, and he and he, yeah, was he like declined. he was like fuck that yeah, nigga, I'm not doing that, that shit. yeah. But what he did do. Are we speaking on DC? Oh, are you about to bring it up? I meant to bring it up last week and it got fumbled. So I tried to find the the good video of the shit, but I keep seeing the same thing over and over. But yeah, he he punched the heckler, knocked him out. Knocked Buddy Smooth out. (laughs) And then continue the show. Continue the show like ain't shit went on. He talked about it a little bit. I watched that. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, And which is... Good and bad, as far as far as us not being able to find the the videotaping of it. What happened was, motherfuckers wasn't recording because he was putting on a good show. Yeah, well, that and, and he was in the comedy club where you can't do That's that what I'm type saying. of shit. So, and so people didn't pull their phones out till it started happening. So like the video I saw, like they was dragging Buddy off the stage, yeah. and, and DC was just sitting up there, yeah, looking all mad. And yeah. Shit. <laughs> and he told a little thing, he's like, man, I ain't really, so I'm thinking, dude, just, you know, a fan. He said, man, you got to come down that ride, right? He said, man, I had to. Hey, you got to protect yourself by any means necessary. DC, DC put put hands on that boy. But he's an excellent show, uh, showman for keeping the yeah, going. Yeah, keeping it going, keeping the show going. You know what I mean? And a lot of niggas would have, would have fuck this, I'm out of here. I took them right out they move. Yeah, them people pay good money to see you, man. Yeah, I'm, glad he, I'm glad he kept it going, man. Good job, DC, man. Yeah, good job for knocking that motherfucker out. Good too. job for knocking that. Like a big nigga out. too. Yeah, he was a nice side. Just fucking with that boy for no reason. <laughs> Thought he could get up there and take him and shit. They uh, they meant to give my nigga Nip a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Okay, Nip Hussle. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good job, Nip. Shout out to Nip and his family. That's uh, probably yeah. one of my. You you seen? I got a nigga. I got a, Big ass picture of Nip in my kitchen. <laughs> it's a nice picture too. Yeah, big ass picture of Nip in my kitchen, man. That's my guy, man. And yeah, long gone too early. Yeah, a lot of them. Hate damn streets. Streets don't love nobody, boy. Let there be a lesson to you. Nah, I don't love nobody. Whether you got a positive message, a negative message. Man, streets don't love nobody, man. But they say anybody can get anybody it. can get it. Nobody <laughs> untouchable. No, not a not a single one. That motherfucker spiked hard too. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> I just to let everybody know we're in the garage with it again tonight. So if you yes, hear random random weird noises, man, it's just us outside enjoying this phenomenal weather in Indianapolis, Indiana, man. It's a it's going back and forth, man. I feel good sitting out here now. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a nice round seventy degrees. Clear night. Said, man, we doing this shit in the garage. We're not going in the house. Yeah, yeah. Plus, my son and his little brother is in the, is in there being loud in the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> they all right. Yeah, they all good. Man. Hey, man, I got one. Mm. <clears throat> it would have made our fecal matter segment, but the fecal matter that that I got is too good to. <laughs> so I'm just gonna throw this in there. You know who Ellie Kemper is? Did you ever watch the show The Office? I was going to bring this up, but I forgot all about it. But yeah, I watched the show The Office. I know what you're talking you about. So you know who Ellie Kemper is? Little, the, the red-headed white girl. Yeah. This little bitch <laughs> was <clears throat> a clan, Ku Klux Klan princess, nigga. Yes, she was. What she in the was. entire fuck? When she was 19. She was 19. You wasn't even no little girl, bro. <laughs> and the bad. first thing, first picture that pop up is this. 
<laughs> she got her PR team on her Google site or something. Who was that dude? I don't even know. Okay. You Titus like- Burger supports co-star Ellie Cooper after he's supporting her after the, the shit came out. Ah. He'll be all right. Fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck her, man. A clan princess, bro. You you went through the whole Ku Klux Klan uh beauty pageant? Beauty pageant. Everything. And one it became a clan princess at 19 years old. If you got a little hate in your heart, let it out. Let it out. <laughs> let it out. That's crazy though. But then to play, you know, like like it wasn't nothing though. Yeah. I mean, shit. Uh, she need to go on a apology tour. She need to. <laughs> I said, man, I just can't believe. It's like really, bitch. Yeah, they made a big stink about that. Yeah, yeah. I hope it fuck her whole little career up, man. <laughs> what well, office is over? So. I know, but anything else she doing, man. Yeah. I hope it. I hope she get fired from that shit. I hope everything. I don't usually hope bad shit happen to motherfuckers, man, but. Fuck her, man. I hate that 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 clan shit. That well, see, super I, racist shit. I ain't seen her in no commercials lately. You know, they had the one dude in the uh, Volkswagen commercial. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. The dude always be fucking with Dwight. But then uh, they had Stanley mm-hmm. in Cheerios commercial. Yep. Had that same fucking demeanor. Yep. <laughs> it's a fuck Ellie Cooper. Yeah, fuck her on that fuck one. Fuck her and fuck everything her people clearly stand for. Ellie Kimber. Kim- Kimber. What I call her? Cooper. Cooper. You I made up a name. Ellie Kimber. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get I know it clear. she's slightly little like Winnie Cooper, yeah, but it's fuck not. Fuck Ellie Kimber. <laughs> raggedy bitch. Speaking of fucks, <laughs> I got fucked this job. All right, come on with it. So retail workers across the country are leaving jobs in droves because they're tired of being treated like crap. So what's happening is, you know, a lot of people have to stay at home because of COVID. Yeah. So it's less workers. Absolutely. So, so there's a worker shortage. They're getting more hours with less pay, pretty much because the companies are taking incentive cuts mm-hmm. on their pay. And then they get minimal to no benefits. They got to deal with the influx of crazy customers coming in with still this money, feeling like they're entitled to everything in the goddamn store with their attitudes and shit. And then, like I said, over understaffed, and then it's overall shitty work conditions. Yep. You know what I mean? So what's been happening? And then what they're trying to say is that there's so many jobs in those fields because nobody wants to work mm-hmm. because unemployment, this, that, the other. No, motherfuckers really realize, like, I'm tired of this shit. I can go and do something else. Yeah, I was just, I was just having this little thought process with myself today, right? Right. And you know, my theory on a lot of shit is <clears throat> when shit first hits the fan, mm. it's usually a, uh, a crazy amount of it. And then, like we was talking about on prior, not prior before this, the, uh, everybody having a voice on the internet. Right. I remember I was saying sooner or later it'll balance out. It's just everybody just getting used to be able to voice their opinion. Right. I was thinking to myself with this job shit, hopefully 
this situation will teach some of these motherfucking companies to value their employees. There you go. Because a lot of these companies really just treat you like a number <clears throat> because prior to this, there was always a motherfucker looking for a job. So they didn't have to treat you like nothing because if you quit or if you got fired, they had a motherfucking stack of applications tall as the goddamn building and they could fill your spot mm-hmm. and with a motherfucking with a finger snap. Hell yeah. But now that's not the case. Now you ride by all these motherfucking businesses. Every Everybody's store got hiring. now hiring. Yeah. Nigga, I was I went to the liquor store I went to before the pod had a big sign on it. Now hiring, call Josh, and it just had a number. Shit, every fast food chain that you see, they're hiring fast. They was talking about the one uh, this a Wendy's off of like Mount Comfort, right? By the which is one that slaps because it's by right by the highway, yeah. by that by the interstate, by that uh the pilot right. gas station. You know where a bunch of semi trucks and shit go exactly. to. They so short staffed, they are closing at like six, seven o'clock at night I because they can't they don't have the employees to run a third shift. Right. I can believe that. But this is my thing. Motherfuckers would be motherfuckers wanna work. They do. But motherfuckers wanna be treated fairly. Yes, Most of the time these jobs treat everybody like dog shit. So if I can sit at home and collect a little bit of unemployment and not have to deal with your bullshit. Right. You got them right. I'm going home. And it don't matter if you're a good employee or a bad employee. No. We were talking about last week with uh, the lady that worked at Popeyes. Worked there 20, 20 years. years. And because of a natural disaster, she had to move out of the state. They're going to call her and say, well, if you're not back within this next week, well, you're going to be fired. These people really and, don't give a fuck about you. And they don't. And she went back. They didn't give her her same pay. She had to start from the ground up. You know what I mean? These people really don't give a fuck about you. Hell no. But what, that's what really it is. They treat you like shit. That's, and that's what it is, though. You know, a lot of these people are finding better jobs and seeing, yeah. like, oh, well, I don't got to deal with this bullshit no more. And I've always said, like, your mega stores like Kroger, uh, uh, Walmart that has, yep. you know, uh, food and merchandise, you know what I'm saying? They're like pretty much warehouses. Yep. They need to be paying these people warehouse pay. Pay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is $14, $15 an hour. Then you would have somebody willing to stay, willing to come to work, because now you're, you're making a, a, a substantial uh, financial means of, of, of living yeah. to be somewhat comfortable and catching up to where you can get out and do something. Man, like I remember when I was working at that one, I didn't say name on here because that's wrong, but I was working at that one place, man. They, um, they little gimmick was... They only want to pay you ten dollars an hour. Mm. Work your ass off. Yeah. The, the, the hot, hot in the summer, cold in the winter. Motherfuckers passing out in the summertime, and I end up, I end up making like thirteen or fourteen because I was driving a forklift. But yeah. they want to make make you ten dollars an hour, and they wanted to only make you work thirty eight hours a week because bullshit. anything under forty you can still be considered part time, so they didn't have to give you benefits. So they work you to death, barely pay you, and then don't give you benefits. And then don't give you no benefits. Work you just enough. Yeah, just enough. That's bullshit right there, man. And then, but like, but like we were saying with the with motherfuckers finding finding better jobs. Mm -hmm. A lot of these jobs that are open that are taking care of people opened up to be to hire, and then. People in this time that we were shut down, 
a lot of people legitimately figured out ways to make money without going to work. There you go. And I'm not just talking about that PPP loan and unemployment. Nah, nah, not that bullshit. Man, the, the influx of people that got involved in the stock market and the cryptocurrency trading right. and this and third uh, uh, and the forex content, platform. forex, forex, not, bruh, people have figured out a way to make some good money. I made some good coins off the, off the uh, stock market and crypto. And, right. You know what I'm saying, but people are and 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 but not Uber even that. And the but not even that. A lot of you know, a lot of people saved up their uh, their stimuluses and, and, yeah. and taxes and shit, and started legitimate businesses. For did their what did their passion? Yeah, did what they needed to do because yeah. you, they were able to get that breakthrough. Yeah, that that the push they had that the capital to because a lot of times the only problem motherfuckers have is they don't is they don't have a solid dream right, and they won't have the capital to get it done. And that's what it is. And then with the way that these jobs pay you, mm-hmm. they literally keep you working hand to mouth week to week. Right. So as big as your dreams are, when all your paycheck does is cover gas to get to work and your bills. And that's what these people that were, well, majority of the people mm-hmm. they talked to in the uh, article, that's what they were talking about. You know, they were like, well, why would I keep working here and working my ass off when I could be in an insurance firm sitting on my ass talking on the phone? Yeah. Making way more money and don't have to deal with all the bullshit. I've never understood why jobs that require a lot of manual labor, you know, stuff that's taxing on the on their it's, it's physically taxing on the employees. I've yeah. never understood why they didn't why those places don't take better care of their employees. Ah, oh, they don't. Not at all. They, it's they insane. Like this is the place where people are really pushing their body They're to the limit because you give them a rate. And in the, in, with no incentive. Yeah, with no incentive. A rate with no incentive. And then you're coming behind them talking about, hurry, hurry, hurry. We're, we're behind. Well, how come we're always behind? What are you doing wrong? Yeah, why are we always behind? You know what I mean? I or trying know. to kiss some other customer's ass so they can keep afloat. Yeah. You know, it's like, shit, whatever. But uh, there is, <clears throat> I can't remember the name of this store, man. But what this dude did in this town was anybody he hired to the store, it was a regular grocery store. Okay. He paid these people, I want to say somewhere between 14 to $17 an hour, depending on what they did. Okay. And then they could still go up. But also, they got percentage of stock in the company. Yeah, shit like that. You know what I'm saying? They had paid time off. You know, uh, they had sick leave, maternity leave, or anything that you need in it. Plus, they had benefits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He always made it a positive environment to where people that are working there want to stay there and work for you because there's no other place like that. You know what I mean? And we need more of that we shit. We need more of that. Because I, I don't understand why they don't why they don't understand, man. A, a, a happy work environment mm-hmm. will produce way better results yeah, in yeah. your company. Always. And you'll, you'll keep your people coming back. You'll keep your people coming back. The work rates will be up. Yep. The, the, bro, like, it's automatic. You know, even if you try to push them a little bit more, the, the work rate will go far beyond and exceed what and you I'll, want them to do. I'll say this company's name. I worked at Tomwood, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the best work experiences I've ever had in my life. The pay wasn't phenomenal. All right. It wasn't, it wasn't shit either, but it wasn't phenomenal. But there was so many perks working at this job, man, that so many incentives and bonuses and, right. 
and all these other things, man, it just balanced all that shit out. And then the people at the job legit gave a fuck about you. Nigga, they must rest in peace. My son passed, bro. They paid for my son's funeral. Oh, shit, that's dope. Yeah, bro. Like, they paid for my son's funeral. You don't hear too many jobs stepping out to do that type of shit. Bro, time off for shit. Like, I remember shit was going on in my life. Nigga, I got locked up at the job. Hmm. I said, well, what does this mean for, for my job? He said, well, what does it mean? What do you, what's, what does this entail? Like, I said, well, shit, I can, I'm a bond out tonight. I'll be back to work tomorrow like this never happened. He said, well, I'm just going to tell everybody I sent you home early because you didn't feel good. Oh, shit. I said, well, appreciate you. He said that in front of the cops or what? Yeah. Oh, shit, that's dope. I should, nigga, I'm going to tell you how solid they was. Me and, me and Doughboy. Mm-hmm. Who isn't a friend of this show yet, but he's he'll be he'll he'll a friend be of the previous show, but he'll be a friend of this show. Hey though, boy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> they he, the, the the law called the job to try and set up one of those sting operations when he comes into work. Uh-huh. Call us so we can pull up and get him. <laughs> My boss, Doe got to work like an hour before me. Right. My boss goes out there and goes, Hey, everybody listen. One of you guys in here, I just got a phone call about somebody that one of you guys should really care about. Uh, so like four people in the room. Okay. And that's those family. Right. And he kind of looked, he's like, huh? And he kind of looked at him like, call, call your people. So he gave me the heads up to not come to work. Well, that's what he was trying to do. Right. Me personally, I like to get things handled. So I go into the job and I ask my boss, like, hey man, his name's Chris. Hey Chris, man. What what's going on? He said, Well, you know, I really can't tell you because of my I don't want to risk my I said, Well, if I tell you and if I'm right, you agree. How about that? That's what's up. So I told him, he goes, Yep, you're correct. I said, Man, we'll call him. He called him. I got on the phone and said, Hey man, so you looking for? Mm-hmm. Come on up here and get me. Came and got me. When they got there, they had my paperwork. It had a bond on there. Right. Bond was reasonable. It was like $2,000. I could pay that shit. Right. I said, hey, Chris, man, what does this mean for my job? He said, well, you know, what's it mean? I said, well, I'll be back. He said, act like I sent you home. That's solid. Man, I came back to work the next day. He said, I'll be damned. Hey, you got to show and prove sometimes, man, because the word ain't everything all the time. You got to back that word up. And when you came on in, like you said, you were going to do it. Yep. You know, because he did, he tried to do you a solid. I had to do him a solid. Yeah. I mean, he used to do shit like send me and Dope to Chicago to get pizza and shit <laughs> on company time. Yeah, I feel like running to Chicago today. Like, man, sure. You know, that's going to take six hours. Six hours of an eight hour shift. <laughs> go ahead and get, go get the nicest car on the line. Maybe they can go get the Benz out the back. Ooh. Gas it up, nigga. Slide to Chicago, nigga. Pick up some pieces. Come on back. Come on back. That's what's up. Yeah, nah, man. I love that job, man. It got shut down because of traffic and stuff like that. But uh, <laughs> no, 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 not because of traffic. It was on Penland Pike, uh-huh. and they shut Penland Pike down to redo the road. And I it was a that. car lot. Right. So no traffic being able to come through. Hell yeah, and Shit's they, they tearing up the street, putting yeah. cars out there. All you the can't cars do that. dusty. Yeah. 
nobody's going through and looking at cars and all that. Well, they got no access to it. Yeah. Everybody know how that street runs. Man, I'd have probably still been there to this day, man. Shit, I feel you on that, man. It was a really, it was a solid job. But, like, even with that, and then even when they shut down, they tried to, uh, like, they they end up finding Doe mm-hmm. another position at a different time would, and he worked there for another, like, decade. Oh, shit. And they found me one, but mm-hmm. at the time, I just was going back to my street nigga shit. I'm still. I, I declined the position, but they tried. <laughs> like, even in them shutting down, they still tried. That's like, they up. found me another job and the whole nine. Like That's still cool. Like yeah, a lot of jobs don't reach out like that yeah. no more, man. Because in my little department, it was me, Doe, and a uh, old head named John Williams. And John Williams went to Tom with Lexus. Doe went to uh, Premier, which was the financial company that hovered above Tom Wood. Okay. And they tried to send me to like, Hyundai or some shit like that. And I just didn't want to. I understand. Probably been a different whole. It's a whole different thing. Uh, yeah. The only reason at the time, I was in a situation where I didn't need that paycheck. Makes sense. And the only reason I was working there is because it looked good on paper. Of course. And because it was two blocks from my house, so you tried to send me to the west side. And oh hell no! I was on the west side. Like you tried to send me to the yeah, west side. I don't and, agree with that. Either. Yeah, no, I mean, but they they tried. Traveling like, across country to go to work. Yeah. I mean, I've done it several times, but when it's not worth it. Yeah, nah. yeah. I just, but but I still appreciate them even because a lot of just yeah. shut down. Yeah, shut down like, and don't do nothing for you. Yeah, you say, hey, uh, we tried. The most you might get is some Papa John's pizza, and then that's it. They paid me after they shut down. They paid me and Doe an additional. They pay weekly. Mm-hmm. They paid me and Doe an additional eight paychecks. Oh, service package. And to to clean out the facility. Oh. It, that took us three days. <laughs> but they, they... They estimated it would take eight weeks. They they couldn't officially green light a service package. Ah. Uh, so they... I got you. And they were solid, that's man. That's smart, man. They were solid, man. A lot of people <laughs> won't even do that. Well, I fucked them motherfuckers. Man, they were solid, man. I fucked with them, man. But we need more places like that than like the place yeah. you just talked about. I wish I could get the name of it. I'm going to have to look it up and uh, bring it back on a later podcast. It will reoccur on another podcast. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because that's one of the big things I like talking about is the job situation. Yeah. You know, I know that everybody can't be out here and be a boss and do what they want to do, but shit. Even you got to look out for the people that want to work and how they uh, get back and forth and shit. And that's, and that's one thing that I hope some of these newfound bosses are uh, taking into consideration. If you was, you was a worker before. Right. You had to be. So, so you, you know the struggle. That, those, to me, are the best bosses. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you've been through every aspect of this job... Every department, yeah, and then you matured into the boss. I respect you way more. And then on top of that, I've only been in one. I've only been in one, maybe two jobs. Not that I'm gonna say one, where the upper management comes out and helps. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, and I'm not talking about helping like, hey, do this, do that. I'm talking about actually getting down and. Assholes and elbows with everybody. I've been a couple, couple jobs, only a couple. Right. 
only a couple. I said, you know, I, I respect more people like that that do that type of shit. Yeah. yeah. It makes you want to work harder because it's like, damn, I see you out here. What are you doing out here? You got your your, your, your loafers on. Yeah. Your slacks. <laughs> you're not out here for this. You're but not, but you're out here for this. You're out here and you're sweating just like me. Mm-hmm. So I, I I give it up to them motherfuckers, man. Yes. Yeah, kudos to them. Hell yeah. Kudos to them. We, uh... You want a little melanated? Melanated Magnificence? I got some. Do you? Yeah, I think we gonna, uh... We, I think we was on the same frequency with one of them. Which one? Uh, let's get her out the way. You know who we talking about. Yeah. Shikari. Oh, no, no. Which one? Your second one. Oh, uh, Simone, uh... Manual. Manual? Yeah. Yeah, the Swimmer. Yeah, 24-year-old. Yeah. Qualified to head to Tokyo Olympics after competing in the women's 50-meter freestyle. Yeah. Finally. It's uh, so much more fucking melanin and magnificence yeah, going on yeah. headed to these motherfucking Tokyo Olympics, boy. Boy, and you know what? I didn't even know about her, nor did I follow her in the 2016. They say that she was the first black woman to win an Olympic gold medal in swimming at the 2016 Rio Olympics. I didn't know that. And she carried away two gold and two silver. I didn't know that. Uh, but this is what I was talking about, uh, the the mental health thing, because last year in 2020, you know, we were supposed to have it in COVID and all that yeah. type shit. Because it was supposed to be... Yeah, 2020, uh, last year. I know where it was supposed to be at. Tokyo. So she failed to qualify last year due to overtraining, which and then that caused depression, fatigue, anxiety issues, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she had got to a point where she didn't even want to swim no more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because she felt like she would be a failure. Yeah. So she got over that, and then it's you know saying good for her that she did because now that. You know, 2021 is going to have this uh, Olympics there in Tokyo. She can do it. You know what I mean? Instead of missing out on it. <laughs> that's the, and that's funny that you brought that up. And I didn't even know you was going there with it. I just had a conversation with um, my youngest daughter's mother mm-hmm. a few days back. She was a track star. Okay. She put herself through college. Oh, dope. Running track. And... Uh, she was saying, because I was actually talking to her about the Shikari Richardson. Richardson okay. Richard Richardson. I'm surprised you got to the first, through the first name. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to get to that one. It's Shikari. Shikari? Shikari. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Richardson. But we was talking about her, and she was saying that um, being an athlete and knowing how they train and things of that nature, and she still trains athletes to this day. Right. She was saying that a lot of these athletes had time to actually take a break. Yeah. And and regroup. Yes, sir. And get it together and perform at their top level, which is what you just said about, about Simone. Uh, Simone Manuel, yeah. And we, like I said, that was the conversation I didn't even know we were about to have, but me and her had it the other day just on a whim. Right. And she was like, yeah, and a lot of these athletes got a chance to Sit down and rest and re- sit down and rest, recoup, rebuild. Get some mental stimulation. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so yeah, we gotta uh so we we, we, we know but shout outs to her. Shout yeah, big to shout her. out to her, man. And we, we know about Shikari. 
Mm-hmm. Shikari is got the, the fastest long. woman. Yeah. The long nails. Fastest woman with the hair and nails. And, and real, that's, that's uh, just U.S., right? Yeah. Okay. Real, uh, real Gail. What was, what was the old girl's name? Um, Gail Devers. Real Gail, Gail Devers. Devers. Devers, Devers, something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, she rocked the nails and all yeah. that shit. And she I know her. Yeah, in 86. She was in 96. She was doing her thing. Think yeah, that's, her. Cause that's around the time with uh, Golden Shoes, boy. I can't think yeah, of Yeah, uh, Michael Johnson. Johnson. Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson. But yeah, they, um... They ain't doing anything, man. So it's a whole lot of melanated magic going, man. It's, yeah, I see that. I see how many how many medals they come away with. Though. I mean, I, you know, I hope they smoke it, but it's, it's the one here I'm looking for. There it is. The women's U.S. hundred meter Olympic squad. The is Giovanni Oliver, Shakari Richardson, and to to Chena Daniels. All young black women. Tashina Daniels? And they're going to take that's in the bottom. And they're going to Tokyo. It's so much nigga. They are okay. they showing their ass going to Tokyo. The Olympic team in track and field is looking awful melanated. Yeah, they look good too. Yeah. Yeah, they look great. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So man, shout out to them, bro. Big shout out to them. Shout out to them doing their thing, man. And, uh, you know, uh, more power to them. I hope they, I hope they go and do everything that they're supposed to do. Oh, hell yeah. And all them motherfucking medals. They're going to the Olympics. They're going to the Olympics. Not too many people get to do that. Nah, that's a big deal. That's a very Even if you don't fucking win nothing, bro. That's a big deal, my nigga. That's a big deal, man. So, shout out Shikari, Simone. No other name that I just named, man. They all young black women. <laughs> Strong excelling, black women. Excelling sister. at their sport of choice. Mm-hmm. Doing their thing. Acting a fool. Shit, especially in swimming. And she I already talk about niggas can't swim. Yeah, shit, shit me. <laughs> yeah, That's another thing we was uh we was talking about, because you know, um, what you call still doing her thing, Simone Biles. Yeah, she's she's killing them on land. She's killing them with the flips. Hell yeah, and that no girl killing them with the with the with the swimming. That's a little ninja. They killing them with the. Hey man, me and my um, me and one of my homeboys was talking earlier this week, and I was saying, you know, like not a two door two door horn, but usually when it comes to athletics, right, just natural God given ability as you would call it, we usually excel. And that shit. That's true. The thing about like some of these sports was young black people didn't get the opportunity to be involved in them sports. I was telling one of my I told my guy the other day, man, like I remember growing up and watching niggas flip down the street and on pissy mattresses. Flip on mattresses and right. nigga could goddamn do fifteen tuck hand whatever just down the street and with Levi's on and, yeah. and fucking some Jordans, nigga, just take off running starts because nigga flipping over cars. That's what I'm saying. You know. So nowadays, it, and and I and I, I credit that to you know we gotta acknowledge the Gail Devers and the um, Flo Joes, right? And uh, what was what was that that one girl name before Simone? Gab, Gabby. 
Gabby Douglas? Yeah. You know who it was before her for me though? Dominique Dawes. Dominique Dawes. But you know, but like it's a you know it's a snowball effect. Yeah. And because you know it's 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 the same thing. But you always you 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 can realize your dreams more when you see someone that looks like you achieve them. That is true. That is true. Like I got I got the day Obama was inaugurated tattooed on my collarbone. Okay. And I don't have Obama's name in this tattoo no, because it's not about him. Right. It's about the fact that all of my children saw a black president. True that. And completely understand it's a real thing. Yeah. So now they can strive for it. When we was growing up and they said you could be anything you wanted to be, bro, we didn't see no fucking black presidents and nope. black astronauts and shit. And you know what I'm saying? Well, the like, thing was to say was, I want to be the yeah. first black president. And now, now it's, it's achievable. It's, it's, yeah, very highly. Like, I don't even like, I don't even like old girl that's the um, vice president. Oh, come on. I'm not a fan of her. Okay. She did some dirty shit in California. I know. With that three-strike rule bullshit, then... Biden did, too. Yeah. But it's bigger than them. It's the idea. Right. The ideal of it. Right. I got five daughters. And for my daughter to see a woman of color as the the vice president, and if that's achieved, very soon after that, the actual presidency will be achieved by a woman. Exactly. A woman or a woman of color. But for my daughters to be able to see that makes that that milestone even bigger. It make it, it makes it achievable. Right. It it doesn't it doesn't make it seem so far fetched. It's like right now you if all you know is broke niggas and you want to be a millionaire, but that just seems so outlandish. Very but outlandish. if you know a millionaire, that makes you want to become a millionaire. And then you. See that this millionaire nigga is a normal nigga who just did some good business moves and became a millionaire. You're like, man, you know, I could be a fucking millionaire too. Hell yeah. Like on some real shit. I can be, it's not like, it's not like looking at a comic book and no shit like that. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's right there. It's real life. It's real life. And then you see that this is a normal person just like you. Yeah. And if they can make it, you can make it. You just have to be about that. You have to be about that action. Yeah. But, at all times. But you know that there are pathways to get to it. Because you watched it happen. Exactly. That's why I said, like I said, I got the day he was inaugurated on my, it's November 8th, 2000, whatever, it's tattooed right here on my collarbone, right across my neck. Okay. And I don't, like I said, I don't have his name on there. Because right. it's not about Obama. Right. I don't agree with a lot of shit he did either. Mm-hmm. But he opened the door for the next one to get in there and do maybe do the right shit. That's true. That's true, whether it be a woman or a man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Until now, these positions was like I mean, like we we talked about on. I keep wanting to say this, but the last part we talked about like the first black lawyers and things of that nature. Like right. to be the first one, bro, it's insane. Cause you have to have a different type of vision. Yeah. And then you're setting the pathway for others to do better. Footsteps. And you, you you know as much as you can do, especially with Obama, he couldn't do that much. In eight nah, years. I mean, they put a chokehold on the boy. How can you do that much in eight years? But the same thing like you said. I didn't agree with some of the shit he did. Yeah. And then some of the shit he did do, I did agree with. Yeah. Um, you can't please everybody, man. No, no. But but what you but what you have to understand, and that's why it always bothered me when our people was like tearing down shit that he did and this and the third. Mm-hmm. Man, it's bigger than him. 
It's the idea of him. There you go. It's the idea of this fucking country that enslaved us right. four or five hundred years ago now has one of us as the fucking president. Right. That means going down the road, but this is a conceivable thought. It is real. I give Obama and Trump, as much as I hate that orange bitch, all the credit, man. I saw... T-Daddy. T-Daddy. <laughs> I saw niggas talking about politics that would never in their life give a flying oh, fuck yeah. about politics. Yeah, he made and motherfuckers pay attention. And niggas was having in-depth conversations about politics. Yes, sir. And just seeing that, that type of spark in the right person. Mm-hmm. But like, you, you don't, like, talking about what Obama didn't do and did do with the right young man in the room could spark something in him that 16 years from now, 20 whatever years from now, mm-hmm. he can be the motherfucking president. And it all started from him sitting there watching Obama get elected. I see what you're saying. You feel I me? Mean? Like yeah. it's a realistic like 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 when young black women would see Oprah on TV. And prior to that, all we had was the Ricky Lakes and the Ricky Lakes, the Jenny Jones, the Jenny Jones, like it was just white folks on TV. But he's like, "Oh shit, it's a black woman." Oh uh, yeah, and not even a super attractive black woman. Like I don't even have to get there with my looks. Right. I can get there with my intellect. Intellect. And my my speaking and all these other things that matter. Like I don't have to just be a sexy person. Like I don't. That's true. You know what I'm saying? These things matter. These things matter in the development of a dream. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and she even showed that she could lose weight. Yeah, same <laughs> <laughs> fast. And hide her lesbian <laughs> with Dale. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk this shit. Don't mind me, ladies. And gentlemen. Well, I got another one, man. Um, this one's going out to Flavor Flav, man. Flavor, what? What Flavor Flav? Oh, what Flavor Flav, Flav has a new podcast, man. It's Does the, he? Yeah, it's called the Flavor Flav Show. It's on YouTube. Oh, Comes on every Wednesday so far that I've been catching it. He's got two episodes in. <laughs> Excuse me. The first one, he had Mike Tyson. He had Mike Tyson on the Flavor Flav show? Yeah, Mike Tyson on okay. the Flavor Flav show. I bet that was fun. That, that was a cool one. And Mike Tyson was eating all through the show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Mike Tyson was high. He was, I forgot what he was eating at first, like grapes or peanuts or something. My taste was high. Then like halfway or close to the end of the show, somebody brought him an acai bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike was and, high. And he couldn't say the name of the shit right. He was like, it's a sea bowl. It's, yeah, it's, it's a acai, sea bowl. It's a acai bowl. Yeah, like, whatever. Uh, and then the man came and he said, acai. And he was like, and his flavor was like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But uh, even on that show, man, they had some good shit to talk about. Um, what I didn't know is that Flav bought a life-size statue of O.J. Simpson. Excuse me, he didn't buy it. It was given to him by a radio station. Why? Uh, he went in the radio station in New York okay. for an interview. I guess when they were selling the shit off of uh, off of O.J.'s estate. Yeah, to, to get that money for their family. Right. They bought the statue. Okay. I think they bought it for like... 10 G's or something like that. And what they did was put it in, I guess, the main hallway and put the radio station logos, jackets, and shit all over it. Yeah, it's unsettling. It's a joke. 
like a get like a gag. I guess you know what I'm yeah. saying. So when Flav seen it, he noticed that it was a football player. He hadn't noticed who it was yet. So he was like, I, he was like, I'm examining the statue. And I'm looking at. It, I noticed dude got his helmet in one hand and his cleats in the other, and he's barefoot. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But he got the whole jersey, everything on. And he's like, man, I, I really want this statue downstairs. How much is it? And they was like, you know what, Flay? You can have it. If you can take it, you can have it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he said, shit, I called somebody. We got a truck. Or no, he said they put it on the tour bus. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Only favorite Flay. So <laughs> then uh, once he undressed and everything, he realized that it was OJ Simpson. Simpson and shit. And that was the first episode. Then uh, I watched the second episode earlier, and it had uh, Wolfgang Puck on it. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, I'd imagine Flay's lived a hell of a life, so he probably knows a lot of motherfuckers, man. Well, they had a conversation about that, about the first time they met. And he was in Wolfgang, one of Wolfgang's restaurants somewhere. I guess out in L.A. had to be L.A. because that's where he's at. And um, he said that Wolfgang would come out and talk to all the people eating, mm-hmm. going table by table, making sure they have a good experience yeah. and shit. And when he got to his table, well, before he got to his table, he, he played was like, well, I'm looking at this man. He's going from table to table. I'm like, he got to be the owner. This man's got to be the one running mm-hmm. shit. You know what I'm saying? So when Wolfgang came to the table, he was like, hey, Flav, how you doing? And Flav was like, what? You know me? Yeah, you know me? You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, I know you. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I got to talking to him and shit. But uh, fun fact about Wolfgang Puck, man. Um, you know, he grew up, I think he, he's Austrian. Yeah. And I believe he said he went over to like France or whatever and learned how to cook over there. But when he moved over to the United States, he moved over to, in I think, New York first. Yeah, he was in Manhattan. He had a little. He was working at a little deli in Manhattan first, and then the nigga moved to Indianapolis. Really? He lived here for a year hmm. in the nineteen seventies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, worked downtown. He didn't. He he said the name of the restaurant, but I couldn't remember it. But he thought that all of America was like New York. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because he's, you know, you hear about America. Yeah. Everybody, he said, everybody, America's a millionaire. That was the stories over in Europe would tell what people were saying and shit. To drive big cars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. He don't move his stuff. He, uh, <laughs> he says he heard about Indianapolis or whatever. And so he decided to move here on just on the humbug. Okay. And he said he was, when he got up to Greyhound, he was down to his last $50. And shit, and shit. so all he had money for was to get a hotel and then to find a job. So that's what he did, and he hustled up for a year. And he was like, "Because Flay was like, why'd you move to Indiana?" He said, "I mean Indianapolis." He's like, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "When I got there, it was flat, wasn't nothing to do." He gave him a good perspective, though. Yeah, and he said, uh, "But oh, that's why he said he came here." My my bad, because he loved racing. Indy 500. Indy 500. Indy 500. So that's one of the reasons why he moved here. And a lot of, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, he went on to say that, you know, he comes back every now and again, and he did a, he either rode a float or something with uh, Morgan Freeman. Oh, wow. For the Indy 500 and okay. shit. 
But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool that he lived here for at least a year. Random side note about him and his food. Mm -hmm. He had a restaurant in the San Francisco airport. Okay. And that shit was delicious. I could believe it. I ate there four or five times. (laughs) Oh, man. Because I used to, um, you know, I'm from Oakland originally. Right. And sometimes it's cheaper or easier to fly into San Francisco. That makes sense. And just have you. Yeah, have your people come across the bridge and get you. Right. And one time I got, one time shit got messed up and we had a layover and I got stuck. Uh-huh. And man, hey, when I say Wolfgang Puck's little restaurant and that motherfucking, in that airport. Right. On several occasions. <laughs> saved the day. And that shit was so good. It was a five-star restaurant yeah. right in a hotel, in an in airport. In an airport. But, Listen, Michelin star. But, but, but. Made quick, like it wasn't like five star dining. Oh no, in the airport they gotta have some shit already prepped. It's, bruh. Yeah, they not gonna let. I don't even if you can get it, you can probably get a steak in there. It's probably already prepped. Man, that <laughs> shit is fire though. I had breakfast from that motherfucker, lunch yeah. and dinner on numerous occasions. Hell yeah, yeah. Shout out to Wolfgang Club. And, and oh, and he was also talking about like his first job, man. Um, he was. I think he said he was 14. Oh, shit. And he went to go work at a hotel's um, restaurant. Ah. And he said the chefs in there were, they wasn't fucking with him. They sent him down to peel potatoes. He fucked up a batch of potatoes, fired him the first day. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the motherfucker, he said the chef came in there hollering at him, told him he was no good, he was an idiot, go back to sucking on your mama's titty, and you come back when you learn something. God damn. Jim. You know what I mean? So it hurt him so bad that the motherfucker said that he went and stood on a bridge. He was about, about to check out. Yeah, for about 45 minutes because he did not want to go home. He was about to check out. You know what I'm saying? But he, he said to himself, I'm going back. Mm-hmm. And the next day he went back and the chef called him. He's like, what are you doing here, man? I fired you. You know what I mean? He said, like, nigga. He said he damn near fought the chef and was like, look, man, you're going to give me a job. You know, I'm not... Uh, I'm not going home, this, that, the other. So what ended up happening is the manager from that hotel had another hotel. And they was like, well, look, you want to work so bad, we'll send, this hotel. You, send you over here. And once he got over there, he had a better experience because the head chef over there was a woman. It wasn't an asshole? No, she was a woman. Okay. And, of course, she wasn't an asshole, but she also had kids his age. Ah, so she knew how to deal with him. She knew how to deal with him, exactly. And so what she told him to do was, you follow my instructions, you do as you're told, don't speak back, and you know, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, typical shit. And you'll get along fine. He said he did that shit for three years. And while he was there doing that, he was doing uh, culinary school, and that's, after that he moved over to France and shit. Okay. And, yeah, I thought that was really cool, but that was all on the Flavor Flav show, man. Flavor Flav podcast. Yeah. The little podcast got a nice little setup. He got the uh, the chair from the dating show. That's what it looked like anyway. Yeah, the big throne. Yeah, so he's head. sitting there and this, he got like this white slab table and he got the mics on the table. Nice little setup, man. It's pretty cool. Man, you know, I enjoy these, uh, some of these celebrities getting podcasts. I do too, man. Because they got a lot of shit to talk about, but they live crazy lives and they know people. Hell yeah. We'll live crazy lives. Hell yeah. I enjoy, uh, I don't know if he's still doing it, but T.I.'s podcast was cool. 
Expeditiously. Expeditiously, yeah. It was nice. Actually, I ain't seen no new ones for that. Me either. Yet. I don't know if it's just because all the stuff he's going through. I think that's probably why. But, um, uh. That's on the all death platform, ain't it? I don't know. I don't know. Because ain't he deaf down south? Atlantic. Atlantic? Yeah. Okay, my bad then. Excuse me, but I thought he was on the uh, deaf platform. Um, I mean, all deaf platform. Yeah, the, uh, Wayne had one. He was doing it during quarantine. I don't know if he kept doing it. Nah, I remember talking about that. Yeah, I think it was on that iTunes and all that. So I don't know about that because I never followed it. Mike Tyson still, still, still got one. Mike Tyson's um, All the Smoke. Yeah. T-Pain got a good one. Okay. Nappy Boy Radio, T-Pain Podcast. And like all these niggas, is, they, I mean, they got plenty of stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah like uh, I was watching it. I was watching the podcast. Scarface was on just recently. It was a clip. Scarface? Scarface. He was talking about... Uh, you know you're right. Not, not to cut you off. Mm. They ain't been expeditiously in almost nine months. Yeah, he stopped there for a minute. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, the last one was Chris Tucker. Oh, wow. Yeah. Was he? Nah, nah, he wasn't supposed to be on that show. That was a joke. Now, four <laughs> months. Four months. It's been four months, so that's around the shit, shit started. Last one was with Tokyo Jets, you know. Okay. So yeah, he, he clearly took a pause for college. That's crazy. Yeah. It was a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but T Pain's is straight. T Pain. His first his first episode he had uh, Mike Tyson. Okay. Everybody getting Mike Tyson do that shit. And then the funny thing is, they recorded Mike Tyson's Up in Smoke. Mm-hmm. Episode with T Pain at the same time, but it's not the same content. So they clearly just recorded for like T Pain stopped. Right. And then continued or started the new conversation for, for Mike Tyson. <laughs> but it's on the same set, so you did it right, right then, but they split it up to be on both the platform. That's cool. Shit, that's yeah. making money both ways. That's yeah. do me a favor, I'll do you a favor. Yeah, it was it, it's dope. Oh, but Scarface, my bad. I'm glad he's, uh, cause, you know, he went through a tough spell with the COVID shit. Who's that? Scarface. Oh, I didn't know nothing about that. Man, Scarface is one of the first, like, big celebrity names that I gave a fuck about that had it. Mm. And he was fucked up. And he ended up, um, on what's that, like, kidney failure or some shit behind the shit. Oh, sure. Some other shit, yeah. It was, all, it was all right after, you know, he ran for a political position for a second. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I ran for like a congressman or something. I can kind of see that. got some smarts behind me. Yeah. But, uh, oh, yeah, he was talking about, back to the crazy stories and shit. He's talking about Bushwick. Goddamn Bushwick, Bill. And he would say, you know, he would say, I, I hated Bushwick sometimes, and I love Bushwick sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he said they was uh, they was in an apartment when they, was, they just first started getting money. They was in some apartment. And Scarf, I mean, not Scarface. Willie uh, D. Uh, not Willie D. Bushwick. Okay. Got into it with one of the other niggas' brother. You know what I'm saying? And they got into a fight. And so Bushwick was trying to get at the dude. Dude had already ran out the apartment, right? So Scarface said he's in front of the door, holding the door up like, hey, you ain't leaving. You know what I'm saying? He said Bushwick stabbed him or some shit. Cut him to the fact, you know what I'm saying? He's bleeding. Oh, he cut his hand with a box cutter. That's what it was. So he's bleeding and trying to hold Bushwick from getting out. It's a little more, you know, 
No more fuck trying out the door. Little person. So Bushwick was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna jump out the window on that nigga. Like that. And he said, yeah, right. And so he heard Bushwick, you see, well, he seen Bushwick run back into the bedroom. And all of a sudden he heard, boom. <laughs> like that. And Bushwick was outside beating the nigga. <laughs> I was like, damn, that's crazy. Every story I heard about Bushwick has been some craziness like that. <laughs> Rest easy to Bushwick. Rest easy, boy. And you know, he passed, he passed last year, right? Is it? Yeah, I think it was 2020. I'm not sure. I think Bushwick passed 2020. I can look that up real quick. I'm not sure. I'm not even going to confirm. I got it right here. You got him? Okay. 19. That's why I, about, that's why I was about to say I 19. thought it was 19. 19. He passed uh, June 2019. So it's been two years. Two years. That's June 9th, 2019. Ah, right, boy. So rest easy, Bushwick. Yeah, rest easy, boy. He was doing in Denver. Oh, he was in Denver doing uh, like more of a marijuana-based oh treatments. Um, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I would go there too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, rest in peace, Bushwick. What crazy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> me and Ghetto was with trick or treat and robbing little kids for bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh shit. That's it. Uh, as we can press on to this weekly fecal materials of the week. Uh, you want to do that first or you want to do Melanie Magic? We just did. Magnificence. Did we? Yeah. Unless you had another one. I did. I've been drinking. Oh, my bad. Gentlemen. My bad. I've been drinking. <laughs> I got one more. And then we can go. Because I got a good one for, for watching color. Oh, I know you do. Yeah, you mentioned it earlier. That motherfucker. But, alright. <laughs> Melanated magnificence. My bad, yeah, well, my bad. We got on the tangent talking about the Olympics. <laughs> and I want to talk about Buddy. Alright, he is uh, Nicholas Perkins. Nicholas Perkins. Nicholas Perkins. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, under my influence, I thought you said Nicholas Perkins. Nicholas <laughs> Nicholas, like, Nicholas damn, Perkins. he's Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Perkins. <laughs> I don't know what a Fud Truckers is. Oh, Fud Ruckers. Fud Ruckers is kind of like a Dave and Buster's. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Well, Nicholas Perkins is a black man mm-hmm. who graduated Harvard University. Okay. Howard University. My HBCU. Howard University, HBCU, and he recently purchased Fud Ruckers for $18.5 million, making him the oh, first. Oh, he bought the whole thing. Making him the first African American 100% owner of a national burger franchise. That's dope. Yeah, that's, that's him right there. You know, I had seen that earlier, and it didn't dawn on me to right now when you said Fud Ruckers. I mean, mm-hmm. I was like, what? Cause I looked at it earlier, but it didn't, it didn't um, come through all the way on the uh, message. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I get the alerts and shit, yeah. the news and shit, and I was just like, mm, I don't know about that. But yeah, he bought the whole franchise. That's Making him the first hundred percent owner. That's dope. Of, of a of a national burger franchise. How much did he pay like for it? Eighteen point five. Shit, that's yeah. 
Well, they're not that big, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're big, but they're not, because they're not here. Yeah, they're regional. So I've never seen them here. Yeah, no, I've never heard of it. Only time I've heard of it was in the movie called Idiocracy. Ah. And through the years, it became buttfuckers. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, he bought it. He bought it. You think of like, you know, I got to think, I was like, well, but like, you think of somebody like Ross. Yeah. Ross owns nine million wing stops and six million rallies and checkers. Oh shit! Yeah, he yeah. Ross owns. No I, bull- I know about the wing stops. I didn't know he was into rallies. And yeah, checkers. no bullshit. He owns uh, like seventy two wing stops and like fifty some odd rallies slash checkers. Because depending on what shit. what part of America you're in, to see the rallies or checkers. Right here, we got rallies. We got bro. rallies. It's checkers in another state, but it's the same. Or whatever. It's the same spot. Yeah. He owns a bunch of them, but even with that, like, he franchised those through the. He's the owner through the franchise. Right. Like, Buddy here is. But he's total owner right there. That's what I'm saying. Buddy here is. What's the name again? Oh, Nicholas. Nicholas Perkins. Yeah, okay. Nicholas Perkins. On the fud workers, that's pretty damn dope. How you buy them motherfuckers out? Usually they the ones buying you out. Yeah. That's pretty damn true. I looked into the whole story, and he is um, in charge of a uh, like an investment firm. Mm. Ah, okay. But he made the move through the investment firm, but he bought all of himself. Ah, shit. Yeah. So you use your own money. But it's a black investment firm. Yeah, moved it on to your own firm. So, shit, one up to him, man. Yeah. That's a smart play. Shout out to Nicholas Perkins. Big shout out. Hope he keeps getting the support that he needs to grow further and do something larger. Hope he he takes their franchise and makes it nationwide. Yeah. Yeah. If he won here, I'll go work with him. I'll go go be be a patron. Yeah. Shit, I go fucks with it. It's a shout out to him. Especially got burgers too. Mm. Yeah, boy, burgers sound so good right now. Shit. I got some straight bullshit now, Steve. I was supposed to go grocery shopping out there and never made it happen. Nothing that motherfucker sound delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it be like that sometimes. Nothing that motherfucker sound delicious. But now, with that being said, man, shout out to all the... the Beautiful melanated magnificence going to the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> melanated magnificence buying burger franchises. Hell yeah. Uh, start new podcasts. Start new podcasts. Getting Shit. walks of walk with stars on the Hall of Fame. Shout out to Nip. Shout out to Big Day Kane. Shout out to all these other Kevin Hart's movies. Shout out to Matt yeah, coming yeah. home. All I these big shout out to Matt coming home. That was strong yes, overdue. Long overdue, and they took that man's career away from yeah, him. Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. Because he could be, he could be one of these power moves out yeah, here from the he south. Was a, he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, man. yeah. Mac was a rapping ass nigga. Yeah, yeah. Murder, murder, kill, kill, kill. shit, real. Off in the battlefield. My favorite shit is hoes. Oh, yeah. Hey, we don't let him. Oh, but that nigga. But even on that song, like he was saying that we don't let it hold shit. But if you listen to the verses, he was really like talking about why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a shell shocked album. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? The other one, that was the best album. 
Well, you know the um the second one was World War Three. World War Three. And it was put together after he was incarcerated. Uh you know what? That's true. It was shit he was working it on. Shit, yeah, he had already right. slapped them together. Mm-hmm. I get that, but any type of feature on anybody else's shit, he tore it up, man. That shell shock was what he was, what that, really that slow your old young man, we telling a story about the, yeah. got a gun, got a twerk in jail with a shank knife, that nigga, <laughs> hey, man, slow your old young man, hey. that's my, yeah, yeah, that's my <laughs> shit. Lady in his casket with a Rolex and a diamond bezel, that's my <laughs> shit. <laughs> Since all that great shit has been recorded on this here podcast and recorded in history, now it's time for us to talk about these foul motherfuckers here. Yes, sir. These funky weekly fecal material. Weekly weekly fecal material. These (laughs) big old piles of stink. I think yours holds a lot more weight than mine's, man. I'm gonna go ahead and go you first. Go, go first. Yeah, this dude, he did some shit, but that motherfucker right there takes yeah, the cake. Man. You know what I'm saying? So I got Robert, excuse me. Yeah, Robert Dwayne McLeod. You know what I'm saying? Of the McLeods. You know what I'm saying? 64. Oh, the McLeods. We just go past that over. And he said, of the McClouds, like it was a royal family, of the McClouds. So they can know. <laughs> I, I refer to the Highlanders. Oh, the shit. Highlanders. <laughs> of the McClouds. Okay, what's going on with the McClouds? All right, so he's, he, he, he's 64 from Minnesota, man. All right. He shoots his 48, he shoots 48-year-old Lori Ann Deathridge. In the head at her own house, Jesus in her own Christ. home on June 18th. So this was very recent. Okay. All right. The police find her body due to a wellness check called in by an anonymous neighbor. And this anonymous neighbor also snitched on Robert because Robert told the neighbor that, he, that, bought, no, that he bought a, a new gun and admitted to being at Deathridge's house with it. You know what I'm saying? God damn, Jack. So, Robert was arrested after 12 hours. Uh, 12 hours later, after a 10-hour standoff with police where he was trying to kill himself, talking about killing himself as well. So, the police talked him out of killing himself. You know, because what he was going to do is kill her. And then kill himself. And kill himself, okay? So, he admitted to the stand. So, you know, after they catch him and stuff, they get him in interrogation. He admitted to standing over the victim and killing her when she woke up and tried to call the police and was like, this crazy motherfucker's in my house. You know what I mean? Wow. Uh, the police searched his home. They found the pistol. They found ammo. The key to her house along with bloody clothes. Now here's where it gets, here's where it gets weird. Not weird, but the reason why. Okay. So Deathridge was his ex-wife. Alright. She remarried a motherfucker who just came back into her life which she was talking to when they was in high school. She married her high school sweetheart. Yeah, so she broke up with this dude pretty much. And now remember, he's 64, she's 48. Okay. So, she broke up with him to be with this motherfucker more her age. With the nigga that she was with when he was 48. There you go. (laughs) 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 So, 
this is what he said about the shit. He said she had just remarried, and she was, and he wasn't gonna let that hillbilly get all the stuff and his wife. You're not getting all my shit in my he wife. He said, you're not getting all my shit in my wife. You know what I mean? So, he, <clears throat> And the fucked up thing about it is, but uh, when they, and I forgot to talk about this, I just remembered it. When they ran in his house and got all the other shit, they found a uh, a little uh, a jump drive, basically. Yeah. And it had some video on it, and it was him talking about how he wanted to just kill himself, but then was like, nah. Fuck that bitch. I'm going to kill her too. And then I'm going to kill myself. But he never killed himself. Took the sucker right out. Hell yeah. What's his name again? Uh, Robert Dwayne McLeod. Mm. <laughs> of McLeod. Piece of shit. Fingle matter yeah. of the week. Yeah, that motherfucker got boy. I ain't never going to be that jealous. Fuck that. You can have her. Yeah, shit. real talk. Especially if she didn't want to be with me. Gone. Gone to meet people in the world. Shit. I'm I have her and enjoy her. I'm 54 man. now. It's, it's time to enjoy horse. Yeah. I'm just going to pay for the pussy. Yeah, at that point in time in life. You know what I'm saying? And your sugar daddy. You might as well. And she 48. If he had a little bit of money, he could have been getting the young little girls. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when I say that, I don't mean under 18. Talking about 25-ish. 25-ish, yeah, you know, something nice. Instagrammers. Yeah. The ones that get flued out. (laughs) (laughs) The ones that get flued out. (laughs) If you know what that is, though. They'll figure it out when they ask for that plane ticket. (laughs) They ask for that motherfucker. His old ass going to figure out that phone, figure out Cash App. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, man, you ready for mine, bro? Yeah, I got you. We about to talk about it. From what I gather, what I gather from a little half off my conversation we had earlier in the pod, uh-huh. you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. When I say Ronnie O'Neill the Third, oh, I didn't know his name. Ronnie O'Neill. The nigga real name is Ronnie. Ron O'Neill. Ron O'Neill. You know, Ron O'Neill. <laughs> It's nothing. I told you, suck my dick. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. What the fuck, man? Don't you owe me something, too? <laughs> Ronnie O'Neill III. All right. He's a Florida man. Oh, Florida man. He's a Florida man. They killed his 33-year-old girlfriend mm-hmm. and his 9-year-old disabled daughter. Piece of shit. He also shot his eight-year-old son. No, he stabbed his eight-year-old son and set his eight-year-old son on fire. What the fuck? This low-level human being decided to represent himself in the murder trial. Yeah. And that audio is... As sick as this shit is, the audio is hilarious. Yeah, it is. You listen to this shit? I saw the shit. Did you see I watched shit? it. Yeah. Motherfucker walking around with the dookie dreads. Yeah, yeah, the Look, dookie dreads. Yeah, the, the fucking like Iowa group. <laughs> this nigga, bro. Sick as shit out of this whole thing, man. The nigga, uh, he's his own attorney. 
Yeah. So his eight-year-old son was a witness for the prosecution. Nah, I didn't see that part. Bruh, his eight-year-old son. T- I don't think it's video of it, but it's audio. I heard audio. Okay. His eight-year-old son took the stand. His eight-year-old son lived. He right. stabbed him and tried to set him on fire. Damn. It just didn't work out for the young man. This didn't work out. Well, it worked out in favor of the young man. I see what you're saying. And he lived. Right. It didn't work out for Ronnie. First of all, Ronnie's defense was the girlfriend uh-huh. killed the nine-year-old daughter. And he killed her because she killed the daughter. Well, why is that a sense? That's the defense. His defense was that the girlfriend killed, stabbed his son too. Oh, shit, okay. And the son got on the stand and told his father to his face, nigga, you stabbed me. Mm. You set me on fire. Mm. It was horrible, bro. If you listen to that audio, <clears throat> the way he's on, Damn. I got the young man's name, but he says, it says, it says, good to see you, son. The son says, good to see you too, dad. Damn. He said, on the night in question, did you see me shoot your mother? He said, nah, I ain't see that. He said, did I do anything to you to cause you harm? He said, yeah, you stabbed me. And then you thought I was dead and you set me on fire. Wow. That's wild. Long story short, man, it took the jury like two and a half hours to come back and find this gigantic steaming pile. (laughs) Smoldering. Smoldering pile of fecal matter. Guilty on all charges. And I understand he's gonna... Nigga... The judge gave a nigga a compliment. Like, hey, in a previous life, man, you might have been a lawyer. Yeah. Because he put up a good... He put up a good... Uh, <clears throat> a good... What? Representation yeah. for himself. Now, the damning part, though, was the little boy. The little yeah. boy got right on there. Now, you did this, nigga. See, I didn't see that part. And what I was seeing, uh, it was uh, not a reaction video. It was one of those videos that popped up on the uh, the Facebook watch. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh, it was a white guy saying, look at this. And then it went to the clip. Yeah, and it was like this long, dragged out clip of him making faces, talking loud, and trying to represent yeah. himself and shit. And I'm like, he's talking very right. loud. But I didn't, you know, there were no, nothing to, to explain what the was context. going on. Yeah. I just seen a nigga shouting and yelling right. in the courtroom. And it got very boring after a while because I was like, this don't look like it's going nowhere. I think you're guilty, my dude. Because you're representing yourself, and He did that shit, man. He killed that girl. He killed her nine-year-old disabled daughter. And he attempted to kill his son. And the unfortunate part about all this is he still claimed his innocence. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason why. Like, their family doesn't have a... Any closure. Any closure, any understanding of why. That's crazy. Why his, his son... Has no understanding of why. Right. He's just traumatized by the whole thing. Yeah. Daddy stabbed me. And set me on then fire. Then he set me on fire because he thought I was dead. And, and had the little boy died, you think he would have got off? Maybe. 
but maybe not. Like, I don't know. I know, I know the main thing they focused on was little boy's testimony. So it don't seem like they had to go into too much of the other, you know, because if he, the little boy died, they had to do more forensic shit. And, right. And and to prove that he was the one that killed yeah. the little boy. When he could have easily stabbed him and put the knife in the woman's yeah. hand. And then he shot the little girl? I believe so. I ain't even, like, I, bruh, to be honest with you, I was so disgusted by the whole situation, I ain't even, like, looking to how he killed the... Oh, the mother. The mother and the daughter. That's crazy. I just know he killed him. Damn, bro, that's a big... He got corn in that piece of shit. <laughs> that's one you can't flush down. Ronnie Coleman third. You gotta break it. Break it up into pieces and, and flush it multiple times. And poke them up with a stick. <laughs> now, actually, he's an upper decker. <laughs> poke out the water. <laughs> now, nah, upper deckers, when they put it, they, when the motherfucker was shit in your tank. Ah. The top tank, they the top the clean tank. water, yeah. Every time That's you get nothing but doo doo water, every time <laughs> you flush. Yes. <laughs> he's an upper decker. He's definitely an upper decker. Jesus. Yeah, man, Ronnie Coleman. That's a whole new level of fucking fecal matter. Fuck that guy, bro. Yeah, man. Fuck that guy. Oh, lighthearted note. I don't know how much of a fecal matter this dude is. He's nameless, though. So police in Bucks County, wherever the fuck. Bucks County, wherever the fuck. (laughs) Take me there. (laughs) They're searching for a self-checkout swindler. Suspect switched the uh, barcode on a four hundred dollar motherfucking Dyson vacuum cleaner with twenty four ninety nine barcode. You know what I'm saying? Went to the self checkout, paid that shit, walked out with that shit. Employees followed him out, tried to you know catch him before he got in the car. All they could say was he was in the blue vehicle and he got away. You know what I mean? Hey, I got a personal story on that note. Uh, <laughs> My uh, big cousin, my cousin Dion, who is uh, Doe's big brother. Okay. We, me, him, Doe, and uh, Uncle Wayne, rest in peace, Uncle Wayne. Weezy, baby. We used to go fishing every Sunday. Okay. And this one particular week, Uncle Wayne had fishing reels for me and Doe. All right. And he got in his truck. Uh, somebody got in his truck, stole the fishing reels or something. Something happened. We didn't have fishing reels no more. Mm-hmm. And Dion took Mando to a sporting goods store. I just I can't recall what which one it was. I got you. But we went in there and this nigga picked out two top of the line hundred plus dollar fishing reels. Oh shit. And switched the stickers with the little kitty plastic joints. That was like nine ninety nine, and this is before self check. Right, nigga, he did this shit with confidence, nigga. He walked right up to that register with these two, with a couple hundred dollars of fishing reels, and paid twenty two dollars. <laughs> wow! And we walked right out that motherfucker, nigga. We fished with them bitches for two, three years after that. And see, that's the ignorance of the of the cash. For not knowing the product, and that goes along with whoever trained that cashier. Yep. To uh, observe product and realize that I can't sell you this 
uh, I don't even know the names of, of fishing. Yeah, let's say one was a Remington and the other yeah. one was a Great Value. So <laughs> we definitely put a Great Value tag on that. Hell yeah, you know. So that's on them, but yeah, nah, that's, that's, that's before self checkout. Nigga, this I, is. Bro, I was a kid, so this is. I got one as, as this as is the late nineties. I got one as a grown ass adult. Uh, you remember uh, the neighborhood Walmart over yes. there off of Thirty uh, Eighth and Franklin? Yes. All right. So this one back when I was with my ex, we go in there, and we're just getting a couple things to go with a meal. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean for the night or whatever. Quick, so quick store store stop. Yeah. So we go in there. We go to the self-checkout because they prefer you to go to those. I don't yeah, know why. Of course. But there's a little old lady, and she uh, is using cash to put and pay for her groceries. She didn't have enough money. Mm-hmm. So she was like, fuck it, and took her shit and walked off, Right. And I looked at my ex, and she's like, did she just walk off? I said, she did. Yeah, she sure did. And, and she was like, she paid with cash, huh? I was like, yeah, it says right here, put in more money. Put in more money. We canceled the whole transaction and took her money. Shot the money back out. Shot the money right back out, put our shit down, walked the fuck out, went to bingo. <laughs> <laughs> and then I won some money at bingo that night. So, so it was winner, 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 chicken dinner. Hell yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that was a good one on that one, man. <laughs> well, my brother, I think that might conclude our evening. Yes, sir. Hell yeah, yes, it does. This is episode three. Episode three, we made it through. We're coming to y'all. Thank y'all for listening. If y'all have been listening with us at Under the Influence, week to week, week to week, we're going to hit y'all with this good shit. We're going to get bigger and better and just bring y'all more of what y'all need. And thanks for uh, sending in information, information that y'all want to hear about. Feedback. And feedback. Stories. All types of good shit. You know what I'm saying? Things that we should check out. Hell yeah. Yeah, we uh we making some big moves on our uh, on our equipment. We're going to have a lot more guests here very soon. Yes, sir. That's going to be the good shit. Yeah, buddy. So y'all keep on listening now. And that's us for this week. You know what I'm saying? I'm that guy, PM. I'm Big Cash. And we are out. Out of here. Sayonara. Arrivederci. <laughs> that's Vidanya. Goodbye.